Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Thursday's edition of the Tennis Scottish Football Podcast. The podcast that is now attracting the great and good of Scottish football after our wonderful interview with Steve Clark, uh, which you can now catch. That was the last show, but you're going to be a bit disappointed because we don't have anyone of that ilk for tonight. But we are joined by our great leader, leader once again. He is back, Mr. Craig Fowler. Hello, Welcome. Tony. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Are you recovering? you feeling good after? Uh, feeling good is a stretch. Yeah. I'm not dreadful, the jet lag's not too bad. Uh, I'm still sweating a bit in my sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that alcohol. Yeah. Literally drank every single day yeah, and drank for about 10 days before left as well because it was Christmas. So are you getting better at this? Because I know you, Fowler, and I know how badly you... I, I was only sick once the wow. entire trip. Uh, it was quite spectacular, to be fair. It was uh, vomiting into a hedge just outside Chiang Mai Airport. <laughs> 32. And it wasn't, 33. Even, it wasn't even that hungover overall. It was just the fact that I had to get up. It was the night before we'd stayed a bit later than we'd previously planned. I think we got back to the hotel about half 12 and had to get up again at like 7. So it just wasn't enough recovery time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's absolutely fine, Phil. You're improving. So this stag do we've got coming up, maybe you're going to be able to do it. I'm going to bring an entire box of Diola lights with me. <laughs> Take one every, every ten minutes. <laughs> and we are also joined by a man who has made, read more books and I've had hot dinners. And if you saw the photo of me at the Parliament today, that's a lot of fucking books. <laughs> It's uh, Duncan Mackay. Hello, how are we? how are we doing? I'm grand, I'm grand. And how are you doing today, Duncan? What have you been up to? Uh, working. That's, it's not been exciting. Yeah, no, no, no spewing in hedges for you. <laughs> no, no holidays. Uh, no. Um, went to see Little Woman actually on Tuesday. How was that? Uh, I enjoyed it. I cried twice and welled up about 15 times. So that was pretty, 
pretty good. I mean, there's me. a lot of movies I fancy right now. I suppose it's that season, eh? It's Oscar, Oscar season when they all yeah. come out. So uh, I'm big on that one. So that could be actually lead us on to a hottie or naughty. Craig, we'll start with you. Your hottie is Thailand. Uh, I know you just, uh, <laughs> you just gave us a little, a little uh, taste of it, but how was it in general? What did you actually get up to apart from spewing hedges? Lying <laughs> hedges. Th- Thailand's uh, an incredible place. Uh, I mean,. I mean, what more can you want than brilliant weather for the most, pretty much for all of it. I mean, the temperature, I didn't realise as well until I looked online, temperature in Thailand pretty much stays consistent the entire year. uh, Mm Because it's kind of a tropical place, fairly near the equator. It's average temperatures don't really dip below 30 at any point and don't really go above like 35. You do actually have a tan as well. Yeah, I do. I actually have quite an impressive tan for me. You're quite a naturally tan guy though. Yeah, but I usually avoid the sun because I'm sleeping until 5 (laughs) o'clock and thrown up in hedges. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but this was the dry season when you go at this time, so Mm. it kind of rains consistently for a few months during the summer. Uh, so, but it was. We still I had a few rainy days, but mm, I would only say about three over the in, entire three it's weeks. Not too bad when you're there for three weeks, because then you got an excuse to put Netflix on. You know, like, <laughs> no. I don't feel guilty. <laughs> we were doing. I think when it was raining as well, it was earlier on the trip we were doing a few more activities and stuff. Like so, saw elephants. I uh, went uh, kayaking in pretty much the open ocean. How did you find that? I was I was quite good at kayaking. I was surprisingly good at kayaking. That was fucking terrible. I done it in a. <laughs> I done it in the Mekong Delta in um, in Cambodia. I was going to see Irrawaddy dolphins, uh, so like there's only like ninety of them left. They look like sort of penises. Really okay, uh, and <laughs> penis a, dolphins. Yeah, and then me and Mandy shared a cat. The guy, have you ever cat for? I was like once when I was like in the Scouts or something. On the Union Canal. So I done it, and me and Mandy absolutely atrocious, just going round in circles, uh, and then we ended up in like all the. All the bugs and all that, because you go into all the grassy bits at the side. Mandy's screaming, it was hellish. And then the guy just had to take us away. And we'll go and get a boat for those two fat idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just come over, come and see us. So yeah, I didn't have the best experience with kayaking. Yeah, well, when we first went out, it was Ariane and myself and Ariane in front of me at the back. And Ariane was just terrified the entire time. So it, was just, it just made it bad, though, because she just kept overreacting to everything. Everything was slightly edged towards the left, which was open water, or the right, which was like the... Like uh, not caves, but kind of, oh, kind of caves. Yeah, yeah. But it kind I wasn't of, there, so when it kind of comes, the kind of outline of the of the rock kind of comes below, so you can kind of go underneath it. Oh, yeah. So you're I'm, still, yeah, I'm sure there's a geolo- there is a geology. There's definitely part. the way for this. Any Scottish football man. Any anytime she went closer, like anytime we went closer to that, she fucking panicked, and I was just like, if you panic, we're gonna fucking fall in the water. See that ruin that ruins it because it's like uh, when you share a bike. When yeah. you go to these countries and you're driving and you can tell they're a shitter so they start grabbing you. Oh no, I had to do that. I am actually driving. That was that was another experience as well in Colata and Ariane shitting herself every time I try to turn a fucking corner. No. <laughs> it's like, I'm fine, I've got this. <laughs> it's not actually hard. It's a twisting <laughs> goal. There's, it's funny though when you're doing it because you are shitting yourself when you first go on and then you just see a six-year-old boy driving <laughs> How hard can it really be? <laughs> you can't even reach the bloody thing. But I, but I went out kayaking bus, not just myself but like they offered it for people later on the tour as well and I was like yeah I'll do it again just myself this time please <laughs> <laughs> you go lie in a fucking beach. I'd like to enjoy it I <laughs> <laughs> uh, also done a bit where I had to swim through a cave to get to a hidden beach that was what the fuck was that uh, where was that off of I think that was Colant as well no that was Komuk so we visited six different places 
and there's a few other things we were in Chiang Mai for New Year as well so saw the lanterns going off that was pretty cool yeah that's cool eh? I like that, it. that was yeah. very cool I'm trying to think there was probably loads of other things we've done but I'm just kind of forgetting them now so you had such a good time that you came back and wrote an article slamming Scottish football oh yeah, yeah. I see that today oh, oh yeah yeah uh, I think I do. I Why was, do you hate Scottish football so much, Craig? Also, no, but actually, there's another point to be made is that I enjoy that Fowler is so invested in Scottish football that he also um, get, has his holidays with his future wife during the winter break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I thought was uh, sort of sweet uh, oh really. there's winter break in the summer yeah but then you got pissed off because you missed it so much that you wrote an article <laughs> slamming it um, which I, I, I read a bit of it before I came here I was defending you on Twitter without even reading it uh, to, the, to some catering company who <laughs> decided to slag have a go at you for slagging off Scottish football yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what, just what we need another arsehole slagging off Scottish football yeah we do so yeah Thailand's great but also the, one of the best things about Thailand is the fact that the, cheap, the food is incredibly cheap and very tasty ah, as well Thai, Thai food's great and uh, the drink's just uh, incredibly cheap what were you on? Chang's or? no I preferred Leo's Leo's are better Leo's are better more refreshing they're crisper Singa if I couldn't get a Leo uh, Chang's are the worst the of the worst three one, uh, it's very much piss water drinking a lot of cocktails though because cocktails are only like three quid yeah and it's just hard when you're like because you end up, you end up I actually end up spending a lot of money because I was just basically paying what I would pay for a drink back here. Yeah, but just because it's a cocktail and yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna, so fancy. When am I going to get the chance to fucking have white, loads of white Russians for three quid each? Oh, white Russians are the bloody best. And some yeah. places, and some places, the white Russians were shite. Some places they were outstanding. So you were just the dude hanging out on the, <laughs> for the big Lebowski. White Russians, margaritas. Uh, I was just picking random things off the of menus uh, as well. Coming out, some of them coming out like. Purple colour? I'm not even sure what that's in that, but fuck it. I'll shove it in my body, who the fuck cares? <laughs> have you got any hotties or noughties, Duncan? I didn't, didn't plan for this, so I'm not going to have a go at you. If you're, if you're panicking, just go for Little Women. I was good to you. Has <laughs> <laughs> anything annoyed me? Nah, I don't think I'm, I'm quite placid at the moment, and nothing's been that extended. You're always placid. I think it was mentioned in the group chat today about how you're just such a, a lovely man and you don't see the, you don't see the wrong in anything. Oh, that's no, I see all my lot of people, I just keep that under wraps. <laughs> Right, I suppose we can do Scottish football now, eh? Um, <laughs> if we've got another naughty, you can do Finn Russell. Oh, on you go. Yeah, you were just... I think it. I still don't think, that's a, I don't think that's a naughty. I think that's a hottie. Well, he's been bloody naughty. Um, <laughs> I was... Uh, yeah, we were we were left downstairs for five minutes as this all erupted further. So, for someone who's ignorant of well, the it, whole thing... It came, it, earlier, to me. it came out earlier today that Finn Russell, the Scottish rugby fly half, I think. Uh, he wears well, number 10. Yeah, that's fly half. Right, it yeah. uh, was... Uh, Wide receiver. He's <laughs> <laughs> Six Nations... Uh, <laughs> He's six days point guard. <laughs> yeah, I, I know nothing apart from football. <laughs> it's now become basketball. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, American yeah, football of similarities. I don't know, I don't know anything. Uh, Did yeah. he get a birdie? <laughs> <laughs> well, he might have well. He's pushed. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe that's why he missed the training section. That, that would actually be worth doing it for, as opposed to just a hangover. Anyway, he, uh, yeah, he. It came out earlier today that he his Six Nations campaign is in doubt. Uh, because he was sent home from Scotland for breaking protocol, as they put it. Then he protocol, no getting wrecked. Missing <laughs> training, protocol everywhere. That, that, that didn't come out. That didn't, so that's not like don't, a, not don't, just for sports. Don't turn up to work, wrecked. Right. 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 Oh, bloody sportsmen. I think they were maybe trying to keep the, the reasons under wraps at that point. But why? Then, it's twenty twenty. Yeah. Like there's no yeah. danger. Like if we're you got wrecked, if you got wrecked publicly. Someone's going to have it on the camera phone uh, somewhere. Like, it eventually came out. caught with James McPake in no time. <laughs> it came out a few... <laughs> so it finally came out a few years later. Apparently he missed a training session because he was out on a bevy session the night before. All right. 
We've all been there. That fun. makes me want to watch them crack on. Another bullet in the heart of rugby. After all the cheating and stuff like that. And the cheating for Saracens. What we should really week. do is go back to... To Bloodgate. No, to <laughs> 20, 2009 when uh, McGregor and Ferguson got binned from Scotland and just see if there was any rugby columnists given out at that point about... Sure, uh, yeah, sure like, you and Murray had something to say, I imagine. <laughs> is he like... No, he's golf. Is it golf? Maybe yeah. he does. Ah, that shows how little I know about other sports. <laughs> I concentrate on Scottish football because it's the bloody best for them, no matter what articles you write. <laughs> and we're going to kick off with a horrendous game at the Tawdry. <laughs> <laughs> You're the third and fourth best teams uh, in the country. the third and fourth best teams in the country and it was a... Uh, Aberdeen nil, uh, Motherwell one. Which, with all things considered, is no matter what kind of game it was, that's an absolutely massive result for Motherwell. Uh, so, like a four-point gap now they've got yeah. uh, on Aberdeen, and I mean, m- I think overall a draw might have been fair for this, but Aberdeen were so poor that I doubt even their fans would be trying to claim they were unjustly done by by losing this game. You have to remember as well that Motherwell were missing so many players on attack and even lost a couple <laughs> in this game. Uh, yeah, Illich came on and then he had to get subbed yeah. off for Moody. And, Long's, yeah, and then Long's... Yeah, Chris Long, I was uh, subbed off in the first half. They're already without Seedorf, Hilton, uh, Cole. Brilliant, and they've got Hibs next. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so Motherwell had the minute full strength, might have caused Aberdeen a bit more problems. They obviously still won the game, but there was only really four chances throughout the match, two for each side. And Aberdeen are just rubbish. Aberdeen are absolutely pish. They're absolutely fans. uh, I was reading their fans thing just before we came in. And there's rumours that uh, McInnes... There are rumours, I don't know, I'm just saying them, but there was enough of them on there for me to think something of it that he told the fans to fuck off and they wouldn't stand. <laughs> uh, there was at least six posts saying that that happened. That will not get people to the red shed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had all the fireworks of the weekend and now we're back to good old McInnes bringing everyone down. Um, and it's just... It's, it's, it's not good for Motherwell because if you look um, for Aberdeen side, because uh, I think I was speaking off here, you were saying that they were pretty yeah, direct. they were... Especially early on, they were just so. But with that team, the, uh, it makes no sense to me. I'm seeing that they've got McGeoch for the first time. They've obviously got McGeoch, Ojo, and Ferguson, which I'm going to guess is going to be their first choice. There's, there's one midfield. problem. There is one problem with that midfield, and that there's a lack of kind of penetration. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of guys who McGeoch. I think he can take the ball forward and do things, but he's mainly known for kind of recycling position in front of the back four. Ojo's kind of the same he can be penetrating in terms of runs he makes due to his energy but he's not he's not known as a creative player and Ferguson probably does his best work kind of further back as well he was in number 10 he's more combative yeah and I've barely seen Ferguson as ineffective for Aberdeen as he was in this game but you think he'd want to with that with those with those types of players in there Least to want to play through the midfield and get and then get the ball into your wide players. They tried to do that a little later on, but it didn't really work. By that point, Motherwell were one up and already had something to defend. So maybe had Aberdeen started that way, things might have been better for them. But early on, there was just so many just aimless. And I mean, it, I mean, you, you your fans say the word aimless a lot in terms of long balls. Aberdeen really were early on. It was just kicking it anywhere yeah. forward and the, basically. And when I say the general vicinity of Cosgrove, I mean literally just the final third mm. and. Oh, you go do something with that. It was so bad. That. Scott McKenna, especially in the first 20-odd minutes, he, oh, his distribution was Christoph Berra-esque. <laughs> okay, what, that's yeah, what, wow. what was concerning was the post-match interview I heard with McInnes, and he was saying, basically, uh, it's really difficult when Cosgrove's not playing at his best. I was like... You, there was even... You've had, you've had 
quite a while to come up with a different <laughs> approach. You've Nearly had a, a decade. Like, what were you doing? <laughs> You're paying more money than like, anybody else in Scottish yeah, football. Yeah, Rangers and Celtic. What were you doing? By a mile as well. What, what were you doing in Dubai? Like, uh-huh. yeah, like you've, you've just had a couple of weeks off. <laughs> There's nothing else to do in Dubai apart <laughs> yeah. from train. Oh, yeah, I'm boring as vacuous place. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, what's the? So they're desperate to get um, Kennedy in. Uh, and I can say that he's not that and that's definitely what they need. But even I'm thinking of Kennedy and the team playing as sort of a number ten to get that yeah, link, yeah. as you're saying. But I think we know in our heart of hearts he won't be getting used there. <laughs> he'll be getting used. It's your boy take Gallagher's place, uh, yeah. and it'll be him and McGinn playing yeah. at Wendell Cosgrove, and then you've got the exact same yeah. team. Yeah, pretty much. Just yeah. with a better winger. In fairness, it's better than Gallagher. And yeah. Gallagher's not anything. Any good, teams, really? But, uh, uh, McGinn tried to kind of be that kind of central creative force because he drifted inside quite a lot, and I think that was probably a tactic. But he didn't; not a lot came off for him, and because he couldn't get anything going, nobody else was having any chance. And even when, I mean, cost to say that Cosgrove's not playing at his best. Yeah, he, I mean, he didn't do an awful lot, but he still had a, a couple of moments. He, he, I think Aberdeen's. Certainly, the the chance in the first half with Constantine that was that was Cosgrove just mm-hmm. winning a flick on from a ball in the box. So Cosgrove still did what he could. He just had, he had no support and really wasn't given a platform to succeed. So I'm not. I'm really kind of <laughs> that's really concerning for an Aberdeen fan if you say like if Cosgrove's not going to be playing his best. Is this your um, only tactic, really? And that allies with conceding a really soft goal as well. Oh yeah, it's, it's not. It's not good. I mean, it's a great ball in from a. Polworth, who I know has been, according to um, a resident Motherwell fan, Graham, is saying that um, the fans aren't totally enamoured. I think it's, it seems to be very easy for fans to take against Polworth because, despite his obvious ability, as well, d- despite his obvious ability and what he did for Inverness, fans often didn't take them there. There was the whole, whole thing yeah. where he, he kind of came out on social media and, and said to the fans, "You know, slag me off all you want, but don't slag off my family and all this mm. kind of stuff." So. He's, he's a type of player I think fans can easily dislike because he maybe he doesn't work the hardest for a centre midfielder or at he's least gives that he's impression. He's got Stevie Mallins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's quite that bad. No, no, yeah, no but I can understand. But again, but I'd also retract that because I mean, his output's yeah ridiculous in terms and of he, assists. He was he was pretty. I think he was Motherwell's worst player up until shortly before the goal. He started to kind of come in a little bit more in the minutes leading up then delivered a great ball for the goal then after that he was he was alright he, he wasn't anything brilliant but he was decent I thought he's a highlights player I mean someone who doesn't watch Motherwell every single week yeah, I see them enough though but just his way to pass is so good mm-hmm. I mean yeah. you saw the Long's goal in the cup uh, during the week and you need something like that when you've got so Donnelly and you've got Campbell as your midfield yeah. you need something you can pass the ball yeah surely there's, I mean the, the, the legs they've got in there they, they can they can have that I don't want luxury I'm going to refer to Liam Polworth as a luxury but, <laughs> um, uh, but I think um, with, with his output and the fact that he's, his assists are through the roof over the last yeah. few years not, surely they can hold him with, with those players in, in terms of his all round game he's not David Turnbull but then not many players are going to be no, no. so uh, I want to say though that I just mentioned Donnelly I thought Donnelly was uh, the best player in the park he's he was just really active in front of the back four getting to a lot of second balls making a lot of interceptions uh, driving play forward scored the goal as well uh, he was good the defenders both centre-backs played well against Cosgrove like I said Grimshaw Cosgrove was, was back in the team wasn't he Grimshaw as well? was Grimshaw was actually probably the second best player behind Donnelly he was really good he, mm. he, a lot of as he does a lot of drive that's no, all really I like Grimshaw, Grimshaw. I like Grimshaw and Carroll <laughs> uh, like, I know they're not perfect but I just like they're just absolute workhorses <laughs> in there and they're good to watch 
Motherwell uh, weren't, weren't great going forward, and that's probably what made this a pretty and, and yeah, game overall. And yet, Aberdeen could have got away with it. Could have, it could have been a draw if they'd been given that Stonewall penalty. Yeah, I didn't watch the replay, so which oh, one was this? The um, on Cal- Gallagher or on Constantine. It's a, for me, it's a, it's a Stonewall. Right. But, um, it would have been undeserved. Yeah. And, uh, well, they, they might have deserved a point. And but then Aberdeen fans wouldn't be able to moan as much, which would make them ultimately <laughs> unhappy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, anyone ever add anything to that or can we move swiftly on to the game uh, no I think that's everything yeah Duncan Mackay was that yesterday I missed it because I was working unfortunately but Duncan was there and that was Hibernian coming back from 1-0 down at half time to defeat Hamilton Ackies some part of me thinks it's a bit annoying but that's for other reasons <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Duncan how was that overall uh, the First 62 minutes were possibly <laughs> some of the worst football I've seen Hibs play. Uh, I was about to say this decade, but this decade is only three weeks old. And not the last decade, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, um, but it, it was it was awful. I think a team more capable and a bit more confident than Nackies would have gone in at halftime 3-4-0 up because mm. Hibs were so disjointed. Like It was... Um, David Gray was off it. Lou Stevenson was off it. Adam Jackson looks like he's a CGI built uh, footballer, footballer that's <laughs> slowly learning how to walk and run and stuff like that. What? Uh, Not what CGI it is. is. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like when you're like, when you're, like you're on like uh, Madden, like Madden 2004, and you have to build a player. Well, he's, like, a he's, kind of, like, he's a graphic. He's a graphic. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Like, uh, he's like, like Robert Robert De Niro in the ah. Irishman. He's really slow when he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually seventy years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, CGI Adam Jackson, the most annoying shite scenery. You know, things that they can do in movies, but you just make Adam Jackson. It seems. <laughs> hey, this is Ron Gordon's influence. Yeah, this is. <laughs> they said the Americans wouldn't have a, a chance at Hibs, but uh, Slipko was mince. Uh, Alan was not very good. Halberg as well. Halberg wasn't great. I mean, he was just kind of ineffectual. Just the passing was so inaccurate. People were running the ball, running the ball out of play mm-hmm. more than once. Like it's, it's it, it seemed. I've not seen it again, but it seemed to me like a starting lineup that was built to be maybe methodical and to maybe take the advantage of the fact that Hibs are a better team than Aki's But then you kind of saw the subs, and the subs just suggested we need a bit of energy in here. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that was the big that was the big difference. I mean, Hibs started off the same as Aki's in a four-two-three-one, and uh, just basically got battered because it, like Aki's were just quicker at turning over the ball and just ping, like, they, they recognised the balls down the sides. Yeah, and, and just over the top as well because a lot of the Hibs defence, this current Dad's Army reincarnation, <laughs> yeah, is the, the turning piece of a tanker. Uh, you <laughs> you know, know, so they just like they were going, they were just doing. When, Sorry, when McGregor comes back in, that we all just have the same back four we had in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but except that they're all much older, and Gray and McGregor are always all, all plus 30. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, I had them as 30 today, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, they just couldn't make their, their passes work. Um, and you know, the goal was kind of deserved, really. Like, it wouldn't have been, I genuinely would not have been harsh if Aki's had gone in 3 0. Uh, up at, at half time uh, that's the beauty of a team like uh, the beauty of you're, you're a Hibs fan really is because Aki like you're saying they don't have the confidence and the will so even when they're that on top just like, they just don't yeah. have that quality to really put you to the sword exactly uh, like, and go like you're saying two or three goals up 
Yeah, I do like a Gogic long throw though. That is one of my favourite sights in Scottish football. How he, he absolutely launches. He it looked him. brilliant at right back until <laughs> Dow Horgan came on, and he was like, "I'm just going to stretch you a little bit now." And yeah, then yeah. his legs were just uh, were just gone. Uh, hips were able. Like what they brought on, uh, Omionga, Newell, and then seven minutes later, Alan Midway for for Horgan, and that was just like a flick in terms of Hibbs intensity. It turns out mm-hmm. if you play against Hamilton and you zip the ball about quite fast and you're energetic you can get some joy you can, you can get some, especially if you've got <laughs> someone like Martin Boyle uh, yeah so uh, it's not wasn't that surprising uh, Canberry was trying too hard like he was just trying to make things work he looked great uh, in the highlights in the second half yeah I mean I think that's my, the, the highlights rather <laughs> yeah, it was he, was, like, he was involved in both goals I think for the first goal he was absolutely brilliant with and, and again I don't think Christian George is ever going to score a good looking goal but he's just, he's, I'm quite happy with him scoring ugly dumpling goals. Like, hold well, yeah. he's just in the right it's place. Eleven right goals he's got this. I know it's, it's tremendous, and not one of them you would be that impressed with. But I, like, I think his no, uh, hat trick goal against St Johnston with the um, bullet header was probably the best I've seen. And he gets down yeah. with that a bit. Yeah, but the rest is all in just is just his is working his arse off. And, I think I saw I'm quite happy the, with that. The, the sort of, we're going at the stats and I know King Telford will be cringing right now and I don't normally You'll go not be uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll go with Dominic Scott's Premiership uh, yeah, um, but um, I've noticed that he's in his XG even though I don't really show anything <laughs> that he's involved in, in the most in creating sort of chances than any other player in the league I wouldn't uh, surprise me because he, he just does work so either him creating or, sco- or being in, getting the chances yeah. he's like the highest so that that has to be a stable about his movement and how involved he is in all the Hibs attacks and it's like he's one of those players that if he gets the right manager Jack Ross if you can iron out those rough edges and help him finish then you've probably got a 20 goal season striker easy if he's that involved and he's got that many chances to score then you've cracked it but um, Hamilton that's off the back of such a big victory against uh, Motherwell Last time, but I suppose this is just Hamilton. It's going to be up, down. But were you impressed enough to see them in the first half? To see them being able to move away? It's difficult because Hibs were that were that bad. Mm-hmm. Given the assessment, they were. I mean, Brian Rice came out and said that they were hard done by and stuff. They weren't really. By the time that Hibs kicked on in the last forty minutes of the game, like it was, it was like Hamilton just weren't getting out of the half. Um, I think again, I think it's just the lean. The, the it's not. I don't. They're not. They're not carrying a small squad, but they're just carrying too many. Players that are too similar, like they're not, they've not got ways of switching no up. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the balance isn't there. like. I mean, I don't. I think that'll probably be Von Williams' last game. You'd think in goals, in he didn't do terribly, but like, you know, again, it was as soon as Hibs scored, it, it was just a case of not even Hibs scored after about fifty minutes. It was like we're going to try and slow the game down, and there was no no ambition really to get out the, out the half. And I think they were they were tired a little. But um, just uh, before we move on, uh, Ophira Marciano. Um, for the first goal, uh, I think there was a lot of people. I think it was terrible marking. Obviously, Goggins got a free header at the back post from a, from a corner, which is always bad. But he didn't look terribly convinced in doing a star jump, <laughs> which is essentially what he done. Yeah, and that that uh, that corner came from one before where he didn't look particularly smart as well. You, you were, when he first arrived, anything in the six yard box, he was coming, taking and mm. taking confidently. He just seems to. Uh, I, I I would start Bogdan to be honest, because yeah. the thing is because. Maxwell's now gone, isn't Maxwell's he? Maxwell's gone. Dan's in. 
I just think it's a weird one with Marshall because I made out off air on a chat. Fella was saying, is he overrated? And I was saying that he's he's almost very not not a great thing for a goalkeeper, but he's like streaky. He's like he's like he's like a he's like a a sort of Scottish Premiership striker. How you know a lot of our strikers are streaky? They'll score like six or seven games on the bounce or whatever, then they go. 10 without scoring and he's sort of similar like he goes on 2-3 months where he looks impenetrable saves absolutely everything and he is probably makes out of all the keepers in the league I still think he possibly makes some of the most outrageous saves that other keepers would make but yeah then he goes through periods where like he, he's at fault for a lot mm-hmm. and not even like they're not glaring errors all the time you're just but like you can point when you look you at them to... closely it's like what, and like if you had a goalkeeping coach especially I think he would be able to tear them apart really for a lot of things so yeah, maybe it is time to move. If you've got Bogdan in, who the last time was, was super. Yeah, 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 he barely made any mistakes for that period. But be an interesting thing to see how it goes because I know Shelley, uh, old Shelley Marciano, uh, old Shelley. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously seems to love it in Edinburgh. And he was alluding to wanting a new contract in the media for the first time. Last Probably week. better then, maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Like normally when he's going well, I don't you know peep about what new contract. You know, about people coming in and his agent charts chatting, and now that he's gone, shy, oh, what a new contract! I don't know about you offer. I'm not sure about you. <laughs> we're going to go to Kilmarnock now, up to Rugby Park, where um, Kilmarnock were defeated three-one by Celtic with uh, Lee Griffiths consent, um, continuing his comeback with his second goal in two games. Craig Fowler, what do you think? It, it's certainly. It's good for Celtic. Uh, <laughs> it's such a redundant thing to say. But is it good that the striker scoring? It, it could be very key because I, I mentioned this on the Patreon, Joe and I did on Tuesday, that you kind of look at the. Pugger, I can remember his name. But you look at the pedigree of the new striker they brought in to kind of. kind of add some more competition. And he doesn't necessarily scream somebody who's going to really push Edward for the starting spot. Or allow Edward to rest when he, you know they've got Europe and they've got the Scottish Cup, and they're still you know needing to win every single game in the league because Rangers are, are right there with them. But if we know that Griffiths is capable of certainly doing that in Scottish Premiership when he's at his best, if he can get back to that, then that is huge for Celtic. It means that Edward can take rest in some of the games at home, uh, and then he can be, you know, more fresher for the big games. Yeah. But the big thing with Griffiths is that he's kind of shown these wee flashes before in the last bit ever since his kind of trouble started. And even you could probably go in before before the mental health stuff kind of came out. Even then, he was picking up a lot of injuries. It's just about keeping him fit. If he's going to be fit under Lennon, especially, he's going to be playing and he's, he's at least coming off the bench and he will chip in with goals. But it's just whether he can stay on the park. And uh, also be interesting to see whether he gets uh, a citation for uh, throwing tape. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're fans. that, if you're that. <laughs> it's got a I watched it. I was expecting it to be more enraged. Aye, but I watched it. It's like almost like a naughty child take it off, throw it in, and then run in the nugget. <laughs> which I laughed at because obviously we're um, taking abuse in that. I thought it was going to be like uh, oh, loving it and raging, but it was all quite silly. And it was like an old man was going better. I was like Lily, Scottish Premiership's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose Kilmarnock will look at this as, uh, well, for watching the highlights obviously we weren't able to watch the game Kilmarnock looked decent in spurts I was watching last night so I could kind of I was turning around every time the commentator's voice rose they had the, uh, they had Celtic on maybe on the ropes a little strong but they, they gave Celtic some things to think about when the game was still at 0-0 and then again for a, a few minutes after they, they brought it back to 2-1 but as soon as Celtic scored the first you kind of thought oh, well here we go the 
It's just the way it is in the Scottish Premiership. Yeah. So this campaign of something around just going the first goal. They're going to win the game. It was a decent goal. Um, Edward's feet are like magnets. They got lucky a couple of times. Huh. Like, I think um, Frimpong down the right was absolutely brilliant. I mean, he's such an incredible attacking outlet for them. And his cross takes a deflection. Then Edward gets a little bit of luck and then he puts it in. But uh, he's just such a wonderful player. But there's about, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we are all Jeremy Frimpong. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Griffith's goal. Is good, but Alec Bruce doesn't doesn't look. There's never anywhere near him to make a challenge. Like, you yeah. know, the whole time it's like he's a centre forward and you're a centre half. I'm pretty sure how this works is when uh, when you're attacking, you should be kind of marking it. Oh, yeah. it's, it's also fair to say as well that Kabanak's best goalkeeper of the season is currently playing for Aloha Athletic. Yes, yes, I was from the highlights anyway, but I think from picking up what people were saying in the group chat as well. I would not be too impressed with big Jan Jan in goals like he's uh... yeah. Because for the league, for the league of his goal, you would uh, he should save it. Let's let's be frank. Yeah. The commander goalie. Uh, and he's just kind of like I know the replay. I know it's harder and uh, it feels speed. Time, yeah, 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 but the replays just make it look like he just literally just kind of pams it into the goals. <laughs> Uh, and I enjoyed uh, Kadamba's goal quite a lot. I like it when players sort of do something a bit left field in those scenarios and it's sort of quick thinking and he spins and headers the, the shot and I quite like that. And who knows, he could be a fine. He certainly needs someone who can put the ball in the net. Oh, definitely. Coffee's yeah. forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so the bit of, I, I didn't see it. Uh, I saw the tackle, but I'm not seeing it in real time. But there was I'm the same. People moaning uh, um, sort of the power, taking a bit of abuse about that tackle and Frimpong and all that. It just looked like tackle to me. I know. <laughs> we got uh, we actually got copied today uh, from somebody who described it as a shocking tackle. I was like, I have to take it out. I was like, it's not. It's not a shocking tackle. It's just it's just pretty run of the mill and uh, and obviously Celtic fans. Because you can see in, even in the slow replay, he's, he gets a stud to the ball. Yeah, it deflects it away. It, and it's his it. knee. His knee yeah. goes into the back of Frimpong, which it just is, happens. It's yeah, just, there's no point in always making this. Uh, but it's just. It's, Honestly, it's, it's, not, it's not just Celtic fans, like Rangers fans do this. No, that's the, what they, Rangers fans, like, they do this all the time. Anytime one of the players gets injured, it's always this big thing about how Scottish football is too physical and how they don't get enough protection and how this is ruining the national team and the national game. Shut the fuck, fuck up. That's absolute nonsense. And I mean, I mean over the, the, the sort of times I've been watching Scottish football, talking about physical teams, Walter Smith's Rangers, <laughs> no. uh, like the Martin, Martin Neal Celtic. Uh, I mean, are you having a laugh? And like you've had Celtic, have had Scott Brown patrolling the midfield for the last decade. Who, um, who I rate and, and I like. I think he's been a wonderful player in Scottish football. He's like the baby godfather almost of it. Well, Scott Brown, he, like, he likes a dirty tackle now and again. Well, Scott Brown claimed today uh, that if he'd done it, everybody would be calling for it to be a red card. You never get sent off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, the, like, all these tackles that he does. Like, there was someone done one recently. Uh, we got all these tackles this year. Uh, all the bad ones where he's went over the top of the ball I think it was one against Hibs it was one against Hearts there's quite a few uh, and he's not been sent off for any of them and I'm not saying that referees are scared or whatever I'm not bored but I'm not bored with that but there's no point for these arguments it's, oh, everyone gets the same shit going on and they're just tackles and nobody's against you he's win every match <laughs> Um, and another team who wins every match, Rangers. Um, they beat St Mirren 1-0 at Ibrox with a Jermaine Defoe goal. So they managed to get through with Morelos suspended. Happy days. Yeah, just about. They, they really didn't play well by accounts. Second game on the spin, not playing well at home. Yeah. A bit, if you uh, are concerned. I mean, well, I mean, that again. I mean, we like Morelos, so I think they would maybe struggle a little bit. But you, I mean, what else can you say about this? 
They didn't play well, but Simon were always going to struggle to. They just didn't have any ambition in that game. It was the banks of uh, a bank of four and a bank of five in front of it. Yeah. Being like, not a chance. Like, yeah, but this is what they basically. This is the kind of game I think last season they would have drawn or maybe lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Lafferty wouldn't have scored. No, it's not Predator in the same yeah, way. Yeah, Jermaine Defoe's, and that's why they got Defoe. And come the end of the season, if they're champions, the Defoe signing will end up being absolutely massive for them. Because this, this is what it is. He's no, un, undoubtedly nowhere near as good a player at this stage of his career as Morelos is, but for, for the Scottish Premiership, for Jermaine Defoe will be sitting on the bench all the time, shows you the strength that the Rangers have in attack. And we spoke about this before um, on another podcast about how perfect... Um, they are as a duo not playing together yeah. but replacing each other you've got one who is the biggest nuisance in the league in terms <laughs> of like that they'll be the biggest handful and this isn't a discussion about who's better at him and Edward, but Morelos is just must be so hard to play against a constant you'll never get a minute he'll, and I don't mean that you'll either skillfully or niggling at you or fighting with you like you're always going to have to be doing something to deal with this guy uh, and then when he gets tired they, and you're tired, then they bring on like the they bring on the guy who just runs away from you constantly. Who's yeah. like so experienced, so sharp, uh, has made a, a sort of career and is a millionaire out of buying a yard in the box and pinging it in. Whose finishing abilities probably even now, including everyone, probably still probably maybe the best finisher in the league overall. Uh, and when you bring someone like that on, when you've already dealt with that, it's just such an amazing weapon. And as you're saying, now that you're not relying on like Lafferty or something, that Morelos can be suspended now. Yeah. Uh, and they get it through. And I think they'd just be delighted as well, off the back of winning that old firm game, going into the break. Ah, it's not the same they, as they, they just like they, This is just, we need to get this one and then we can start building momentum again. Because it was um, this time last year with the same, we went, they went into Kamarnock and Gerard changed it a wee bit too much and it was a draw, wasn't yeah. it? Was beat and, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. brought in both. And the just four, basically squandered the advantage of Yeah, the, he, he changed the, the formation and yeah. brought in Defoe and Davis at the start of the yeah. Defoe scored but didn't really play well and Davis, was, Davis didn't play well for about two months. It was clear cool, neither of them were match fit. And that, yeah, that was the game. That was kind of the turning point last season. Uh-huh. He fucked it, basically. Uh-huh. And it would, there's nothing really adversive in it. They'll be delighted to get it 1-0. No confidence. They had the one chance, they but they one, didn't yeah. take it. Like McLaughlin. They'll, they'll, just, they'll just get on with their lives. Uh, one bad thing, though. Uh, Kyle McGuinness might be out for the rest of the season. Mm. Might have done his knee. He's been playing more centrally recently, I'm right in thinking, eh, rather than um, <laughs> sort of out wide. I'm pretty sure. So, I'd say that worried McGuinness, I'm always told, is good. And then... <laughs> yeah, him and McAllister, I keep hearing good, and then I watch them and I'm like, you're all right. Uh, yeah, you don't actually do anything either. <laughs> you play, you're playing as sort of like the attacking wide players or whatever. They're sort of meant to be the creative players. Uh, give me fucking Obika thine into the roof of the net mm. every day of the week. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> in terms of like sort of that's going to. Uh, oh, I, I don't know if I've said this in the podcast yet. Uh, Obika, I think, is it his cousin? His cousin or his brother? Uh, Definitely family relative. Is uh, Lamar. Is there, any, is there any justice in the world? What about now? I'm 50-50. Yep, same guy. Yeah, brilliant. I think he's his cousin. From Fame Academy. Yes. Yeah. Was he on the same one? No, it's uh, David Sneddon. David Sneddon. Was only one series of Fame Academy? No, because there was other one where... Was it not Alex Parks? Who was that? She was the lassie. No, was she not the same one? Did she not... She don't win it. No, because David Snedden won it. David Snedden won it. Who was the last to finish second? Because Lamar finished third. This is when we were kids, and some of our pals had Fame Academy nights where they went into a mate's garage and they would drink, (laughs) watch Fame Academy, and vote. (laughs) It's a true story. Mutual friends of ours, Craig. Uh, uh, David Snedden won it, because he'd done what was his song again? Paisley. 
Ah, uh, you're so Paisley. He sits alone at a table. He was always rubbish. Always, always. A, I think he's gone on to have quite a successful songwriting. Yeah, because he, his songwriting was right. his main thing. Okay. And that Fame Academy allowed for that, and he just. He it was realized, an actual talent contest yeah, as opposed to realized, some glorified. He, yeah, yeah. It's not for <laughs> Teddy, p- t- Teddy Sheringham dressed up as a tree singing. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that, have you? <laughs> <laughs> That's that an actual happened. thing that's happened, yeah, by yeah. the way. Well, while I was away. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know the show, I just saw it on Twitter. There's a show where. So it's like it's masked fun. celebrities or something, and they, you figure out who they are and they do it. And he sang Will Young. Was it Will Young Evergreen? I don't know. No, I I've sing, not watched it. Uh, it's a song of that ilk. Okay. Uh, and he, but Terry Shane was dressed up like a tree, like the guy in. They're all wearing like ridiculous costumes. You've just got to guess the pop. Right. The guy, they, they get the the wee thing in Guardians of the Galaxy. Groot 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 he looked like that and you're just singing away and you're like that. that is why what's Teddy Sheridan been doing the last <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've managed for a little while yeah, yeah prepared for this moment and then you're like oh maybe I understand why Andy Cole hated these guts <laughs> <laughs> um, so I that, that's, that's Andy Cole to you Andrew Cole yeah um, so I that's what happened while you were away um, <laughs> and uh, we're talking about what agricultural football was sitting in so the kings of agricultural football they'll hate me saying that Livingston <laughs> Um, this was this was a bit. I watched I watched this game. And I watched that. Here we go. Game. So we watched the game, everyone. So we're not just going to talk shit about Jermaine Defoe and I'll play them there. Levy won. Uh, St Johnston no further take it away. This was a better game. Ultimately, a better game than the Aberdeen Motherwell game, even though it was the same scoreline. This was played at a much higher tempo for the first. 20 to 30 minutes that didn't necessarily make it a good thing it was just a complete fuss uh, just <laughs> so kind of disjointed nobody really seemed to have a clue what they're doing little organisation the ball just pinging around everywhere everybody running fast but nobody actually doing anything with it it was a cold night to be fair yeah right. but the last the last hour I would say was <laughs> decent enough football both teams maybe should have scored more than they did uh, Hall- St Johnson definitely O'Halloran yeah. had three great chances should have been in one of them I think had a pen as well at one point from what the highlights? Uh, yeah, I can't uh, remember the instant I just said, "Should Howell have a pen?" <coughs> yeah, I, I watched that back a couple yeah. of times. It's certainly that first half when he got yeah. a knock, and then uh, the goalie wins the ball, so it's not. A, it's definitely not a foul for the goalie. But he did the last defender, which I think was Kieran Brown, does just seem to tend to maybe try to knock him over uh, before he gets there. Maybe that on its own wasn't enough for a penalty, but yeah, I did. That was one I did rewind back and was like, "Oh, is that?" Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't quite sure, but. Just to talk about this, I think you just have to focus on Linda Dykes and Scott Pittman uh, basically acting as the forward pairing for Livy. Pittman played well in the first half, but a bit deeper, uh, just kind of getting forward to support, a few interceptions. He had a great tackle on Halloran quite early in the second half where Halloran basically done his thing where he picked up the ball from the edge of the box, just ran like fuck <laughs> for about 40 yards, but Pittman managed to keep up with him and just kind of hooked it from him. One of those tackles where you hook it from him and take the ball as well. And just like, oh, oh cool ones. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you're fan. I, think you, have to, I think you have to stand up and just applaud. And then the player just jogs off with the ball, yeah. uh, like looking around because they know they've done something cool. That's another love thing we see in football. When players know they've done something good, you can see then they start looking around, like try to look for a really good pass to make. Nobody just wants to make a simple five yarder. So you want like, Arms are out like that. Right, I'm going to spray it now. <laughs> <laughs> but the second half, Pittman was generally a lot more closer to Dykes, and that helped. Dykes, it, you can it's just a waste having a player like Dykes not getting someone close to him with uh, his ability. But even in the first half, when he maybe didn't quite have his, his good support, you can still see how important it is to Livy. He didn't even play that well in the first half, but it's just such a great option to have. Just to fling the ball near him, and he's just. Quicker and taller and stronger than most players in the park, and he's not—he's not got a bad touch as well. Get him capped. 
Yeah, I mean, the boys were talking about that on uh, last week's podcast, well, Monday's podcast, yeah. Um, if Lauren Shagler could get a cap, Angle and the Dykes could get a cap. Like Craig yeah. Anderson was there, like Graham and Craig were talking about it, and Craig, I think, was champion at saying he definitely would do it. He, he said, we don't want another Nick, Martin Boyle in our house. Because uh, well, now you're thinking that Martin Boyle would come out, because he's come back, like, you're fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, um, but like, so you don't want you want like um, so, Craig Adams basically saying someone's going to cap him. It's yeah. going to be Australia or Hibs and pardon me, also Hibs. Uh, sorry, Australia <laughs> or, uh, or Scotland. Uh, hopefully, Hibs. I'd love them going, but uh, hope that if we can get the, uh, Australia in the Copa America and if we can get them lined up with Dykes and Boyle playing, that's that's what we want. And one thing to say, to Stevie May. Because I say this, say this often, uh, yeah. it's just very depressing. Yeah, yeah, it's and sad. The, the, I noticed it was almost changeable because obviously you got a, you got a bit more confident from scoring at the weekend, and so early on in the game from the highlights, he looked confident. He looked. I was like, oh, there's that swagger back. And then by the end of the game, it completely gone. It was well, like, even it was then, like, it was just like a. <laughs> even, even then, it was fairly early on. They had an opportunity where I think he'd, uh, somebody won up won the ball back high and there was a few options it was right there was a howl and maybe even somebody else as well and May had the ball on the edge of the box and he really just had to make a decision just make a make a probing pass do something force the issue and he didn't he, he looked too timid and he eventually just held on to the ball for about three seconds by which point about you know five levy defenders would come back and then he just played like a, a backwards pass to somebody and just recycle possession I was like you need to do something and then there was another moment in the second half as well I think quite early in the second half Betty's run well, stayed on side, down the right wing, but as soon as he like beat the defender to the ball, but as soon as he got to the ball, he just saw it again, he just didn't really know what to do with it. Didn't look confident enough in any idea and just kind of played a across that ricocheted off a defender and I think went right to the goal. Uh Callum Booth still playing premiership football in twenty twenty is a bit of a st- a strange one for what, me. What, pinging like, long, long bangers at the top corner last weekend? That's what I saw. Well, he's weaker right than the Scottish yeah, Cup. Yeah, the Scottish Cup, because yeah. then he doesn't look once yeah, <laughs> uh, for uh, yeah for uh, Pittman's goal it's just like I was like how did the, like, when you, you know, when you watch back again you're like oh, that's gone in and they're like right, how did they actually score that one and you're like ah, Livia attacking with three players so five Saints defenders back alright it's Calum has just not looked at all once <laughs> yeah. uh, he was like he has absolutely no idea where, Scott Pittman could be nicking his lunch money like uh, he, oh I noticed that, that that also like that same thing was happening in the Celtic game. I think it was there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's just so many. There's so many numbers back, and they're all like attracted to the boy. Like surely someone's going to stop it, and then <laughs> um, no, they don't. Uh, and but I like the living single. I think Pittman deserves credit for the finish. It looks and easy. Lawless, it was so well left by Law. Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. It's so easy to snatch that. Yeah, and then Pittman sorts his fear really quickly because he's fallen over. And then diverts it in the goal. But Livy, man, I mean, what they they are now, well, they're two points ahead of the Hibs, so that means they're six points behind Aberdeen. It's pretty impressive. Uh, they're on a really good run right now. I think uh, much, lost much better the goal difference of Hibs as well. Yeah, they've got eight on it, so that, they basically got three, like, yeah, so. Lost only once in ten or something like that. And they've potentially signed one of the best keepers going. Yeah, they, they were he raving did, about McCrory. He did have a dodgy moment. He, made a, he, he did well with the saves, the O'Halloran saves in the. First half, uh, was it both in the first half? I can't quite remember. Uh, the, the first two Al-Halloran saves because he, he done well to to take up the right position, mm-hmm. make the angle as hard as possible. It wasn't spectacular. I was, I was just basing that on Livy fans online being like, but they, 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 they've, oh, they've gone full in on the. He did look dodgy at O'Halloran's sub chance. He kind of came for the. There was a, a, a bit of a mix up, and Jay Wright 
kind of knocked it back to Halloran. And Halloran had a kind of, not an open goal, but the goalie wasn't there, but the defender on the line blocked it. Yeah, but Rangers keepers don't get in trouble for bad fouls and stuff like that as well. If they're keepers, they're fine. One on I suppose the Alan McGregor can do it. Well, set off against him uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I've seen him get sent off, definitely. Um, and last and least. Yes, uh, definitely least. Um, did up at Dingwall where uh, our good friend Joel Sked was up there. Uh, we're going, going down, down with Daniel Stendhal. Stendhal. <laughs> I brought it home. Air away. <laughs> There is a good chance now because I mean that was actually a big, big week, uh, big game for them. Because what do you mean big chance? We've clawed it back. It's only four points. Yeah, right? but like Aki's I mean, <laughs> and St Mirren away at Easter Road and Ibrox, uh, they are like tough games. Uh, St Johnson away to Levy. I mean, we'll get St Johnson. Um, and like, and it's a big talk. Like winning, big talk. Winning, <laughs> winning, winning that was a was a was a. Big, it was big talk. They're fucking shit. Uh, well, Joel said in the first half, um, Hearts were absolutely atrocious, which is strange because I thought they might have started quick because after their Airdrie game, uh, they, like, I know it's only Airdrie, and I know we could talk about all that discussion, but putting that aside, just there must have been good feelings after that. Some good vibes of, of, of finally, but. Joel was very clear that it could have been two or three by Which is weird bit. because the biggest problem was that there seemed to be hesitation amongst the Hearts players whenever they lost the ball on what to do, whether to drop back or whether to press. So they didn't end up doing a half-hearted press and that's the worst thing you can do because it means yeah. that You're open. You, you, don't, you don't win the ball back and everybody's out of position. Yeah. Uh, so some that's, defend- that's some innovative German coaching right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think the, so I, I don't know, that's a bit concerning because are the players not buying in or was this just a kind of off day because because you're away from home and Hearts are fucking notoriously dreadful away from home anyway. I mean, you're notoriously dreadful at home as well. Well, recently, it? yes. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, over the last oh. 20 years, oh, right, dreadful yeah. away from home. So Hearts teams don't travel well, even when they're, you know, actually decent. But the, Ross, according to Joel, the Ross County um, sort of went with their usual 4-4-2, uh, with Mullen and Spittle right and left. And he was saying that they actually were playing the the Stendhal way now with the with the, the hard press up the. And he said Vigers looked to play it quickly forward, so they were and Mackay was just running the channels, and Hearts were just struggling to deal with that. So yeah, kept a clean sheet. Play. Uh, I suppose yeah, these are. So I think the reason they kept a clean sheet was that John Suter is back, and John Suter's very good. Yeah, well, that's what Joel said that um, he so, was outstanding. But his knees are broken biscuits, so there's a good chance he'll be. It's not his knee. Is it not his knee? It was his ankle. Oh. It was his hip the season before. He's injury prone, basically. Always something different. It's like oh. Achilles, hip, uh, and now uh, ankle. Oh, so he's still to do his knee then? Okay. Yeah, that'll come. That's coming. And uh, in terms of defensively, Ross County, he's saying Cole Donaldson had his, uh, is looking like... The yep, I mean, it was it was an interesting one. It's just one game, so we definitely should not get carried away by this. But Donaldson, obviously... He had a lot of potential before. United fans will forever insist he's the worst player of all time. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's one of those things that, for whatever reason, while he was at United, both in the Premiership and in the Championship, the atmosphere oh, of the club, whoever the manager was, whatever, he was that just made him terrible. Because as soon as he went to Inverness, he was a much better player, and certainly one of the best defenders in the Championship. And he certainly has the physical... He's got the attributes to make the step up. And yeah, and I, I mean, because you're sort of, you're making the joke about a big clean sheet for Hearts, but Ross County getting a clean sheet is actually a really big deal. Cause yeah, they, although they were playing Hearts, so I didn't... <laughs> 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 right, off, off air another week, I was having a chat with on WhatsApp a friend talking about how he thinks Scott Allen should have been dropped, uh, and I was like, oh, it's, it's a, a lot of people saying he's playing poorly, and I get that, but I was like, he's still got he's one of those players that can change the game. It's a tough one, blah blah blah, and I was like, he's still got two assists. 
And he's, oh, it's a tin castle, for example. And then Philip instantly just said, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half an assist. Uh, yeah, he wasn't involved in the conversation. I just got Stephen asked me half and said, all right, well, it doesn't matter then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but second half, Hearts, um, I think roared back would be a bit much. but Got uh, better. Got better from being absolutely... Uh, brought on, again, this happens quite a lot. Brought on Uchi, uh, looked better by Uchi being in the game, but didn't score because Uchi... Uh, can't score. Can't yeah. score. <laughs> can't score in his decision-making the so, final third is rotten. So is it making that Uchi's almost like your best defender? Because <laughs> he ta- he, he, he'll take the pressure off the Second heart. best defender after John Sutton. Yeah, he'll so get you up the pitch. Yeah, he'll get you up the pitch and it'll stop like teams just constantly attacking you. But also it will be the most frustrating thing because you'll get yourself excited occasionally. He'll do those mental step-overs that he does and then he'll uh, lose the ball. Uh, I think a problem for Hearts in this game is struggle to keep the ball as well. And I could have told you that before kick-off with uh, the team line-up on a 4-4-2 that had Oli Bazanich in it and uh, a new signing and Lewis Moore. I, I could have said that we're going to struggle to knock passes around here. And that's what happened. I think once... I think Michael Smith has now just been fully seen as a midfielder now. I think once he returns to the midfield, and if they can buy another centre midfielder, or if somehow Peter Haring can come back, then they might be in good shape. But why was it? Why did the Henderson didn't start, did he? No, he came on. Why is that? I mean, he was really good against Airdrie, and again, I know it's a bit surely when. Yeah, I, I thought. I think the hearts now. It's like if people are confident, I would get them. I'd keep the like let the momentum go. You like, should stick with Moore rather than Henderson. I'm sure there are reasons for it, but. Yeah, I was surprised by that as well because Henderson got the better write-ups against Airdrie than mm. Moore did. I think Moore played all right as well, but Henderson was kind of the star man for a lot of fans. Okay, and then there was the debut for what is it, Donis? Donis Adeji. Yeah, he's going to score in every city. In, in he's going everywhere he goes, he scores goals in every city. Dingwall's not a city it's a town so yeah, maybe, yeah, that's, yeah, maybe yeah, that's maybe yeah. that's maybe that's to put the asterisks. Just away Aberdeen away. Park this on the cup. Home and away against Hibs. Home and away against Hibs and Celtic. I'm fucking hell. It'll be absolutely hope, brilliant. Hope, hope you get the Sterling Albion in your league and <laughs> um, your better friend um, group. But uh, neither Dundee teams are in the league, so you can't <laughs> score there. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Dundee United beat Hibs so you can, beat them, you can score against them in the cup. Perth City, though, you can score. Um, uh, St. Johnston. Inverness, maybe in that cup yeah. game. So, so he's going to score th- three goals. <laughs> he's going to score once at Tidecastle. Uh, he's going to score away at Aberdeen. He's going to score away at St Johnston. He's going to score four goals. He's going to score against Thistle in the cup. He might, well, he might, he might score against Hicks at Easter Road as well. Well, he's certainly not going to be scoring if he falls in his arse every time we get a cut back, which is what, uh, what obviously I'd only saw the... Wait, Thistle in the cup, what are we uh, talking about? <laughs> he fell in his arse right away, which obviously, was, for Hicks fans' point of view, it was good after reading, oh, I'm a... Ah, no. <laughs> you're, a, you're a heart striker, aren't you? And, uh, um, and uh, so, um, Joe was saying he was unimpressed, but... If the guy's got pace and energy, which is what Rob was telling me, I think you and can maybe bring, yeah, well, bring yeah. someone in a bit average and like heart, could, it could actually be a big thing because of let's, how... Let's put it this way. Repl- he's replaced Jake Mulraney. You got, money. you got money for Jake uh, Mulraney. Uh, I don't know, like a harsh tax. I'm now questioning Atlanta's investment in Aberdeen Football Club because of this. I mean, maybe these guys are just fucking idiots. God, I think so. <laughs> um, what's it, Atlanta and the MLS? Aye. Yeah. They play like 70,000 sellouts. Like they're... Fucking hell, Jake. Well done, son. Go and enjoy yourself. You've got my best wishes because you were straight for hearts, which I like. Now you can, uh, now you can go, you go, you go and enjoy yourself there. But, uh, but what, so it's, it's really hard for us because I was, I was expecting something to follow on that energy, but it's... 
it's tearing where it's at that moment that you get beat off Rangers I don't know if anyone has it to hand can I get the fixtures for the next game because I'm going to try and work out so Hearts are going to get thumped by Rangers no um, no, right I'm going to say right here I think Hearts will play very well against Rangers but take no points from the game pointless so (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't think they'll get humped right okay so they'll get beat off Rangers and who are the other lads playing who are the hammies um, the hammies. The hammies. Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought you wanted just Hearts fixtures coming. No, up. no. I was like, but I'm trying to work out because it just. But I said, me and Joel spoke about this, or oh, and with Duncan as well, right. like the uh, Christmas one. Hamilton at home at Livy. Yeah. Uh, St Johnson at home at Killy. Yeah. Mm. And on the Sunday, St Mirren at home at Aberdeen. Yeah. Oh, this could be a real weekend. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like this, that, that, that's oh, what I was going to ask. When they but, write the book of Hearts relegation, this will be seen as a pivotal week. Yeah, because own, I mean that's this the, weekend will have its own chapter. You're going to because Hearts are most likely to get beaten. I would say all those teams around you are playing games where they will fancy a game where they can pick up points, and if it gets to seven, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. great escape time. Uh, I can't wait. Well, Daniel Sandals, your Daniel Sandals, sorry, it's great escape. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, well, thanks very much for joining me. Like this is my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Graham Norton now. Um, uh, thanks very much. Of all, for- of, all, of all the people who host shows, yeah. that Graham Norton. Yeah, yeah. the best one. Well, well not, not, not the best, but arguably the most well known. Um, yeah, yes. Have you seen the people who get on his bloody show now? It's bloody unbelievable. Um, but considering back in the day, he used to talk about cocks and fannies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, now, now he's like. So you'll probably end up getting knighted or something like that. Sir Graham, yeah. Sir Graham Norton. I can see it, even though you're only cool if you turn it down. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to listen... You hear that, Andy Murray? Uh, yeah, don't do it. Um, we've got... Um, you know, we know all the things. Twitter... Do we do anything on Facebook anymore? No, Facebook's no, no. dead. It's dead. It's dead to me anyway. It was never alive for me. I never went on it. <laughs> uh, you can get... At Tennis Podcast. Take Tennis. that, take that Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the shares just plummeted right there. <laughs> um, tennispodcast.net, uh, at Tennis Podcast. We've got all sorts of shite that go up all day, all day, all the time. Fowler's back as well, so it'll actually go up at the times that we say. <laughs> um, uh, but we're going to just run away now and do a Patreon where Duncan's going to do a quiz, which yep. will be fun because that means you can play along at home and you can... If you want to fancy being honest, you can maybe even tweet us in your score. How about that? So join us over there, but it costs you money. So if you want to play a quiz with me, Fowler and Duncan, give us five quid, and I'll see you later. (laughs) Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.